The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Nice to have a guest. I know, I'm yeah. really excited that we have a guest here. Yeah, I was starting to get a little, you know. You're getting sick of me? A little bit. Ah. Sorry about that. I feel the same way. So, okay, well, it's a good Anyways, thing Kimberly's Kimberly. here. <laughs> I'll help balance the dynamic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm really excited that you're here because this is a topic that I feel very, very strongly about. It's really one of the reasons why we started Bumo, which is creating a space for parents, especially working parents that have that can go to a place to continue to their continue their work while still maintaining a balanced, somewhat quote-unquote balanced parenting life. So their child can be next to them. So I'm really excited about this topic, which is paid leave, which is something that I don't think we've talked about on this podcast. No, and yeah. It's kind of a hot topic given that the state of the world has changed so much with COVID, right? Yeah. And a lot of parents have left the workforce. Mothers have left the workforce. I mean, we were, we were I mean, they were just facing so much and had to make a really hard choice during this yeah. time more than usual. And it's it's been really challenging. Let's start there. I mean, why don't you share kind of your background and your story and how this all started for you? Yeah. So I have three amazing kids and my first two are beautiful boys. And I had my first and I was just shocked by motherhood. I mm. really didn't anticipate what that would change for my identity and also question my career. And it really threw things for a loop for me. And so learning motherhood was sort of like at the infancy stages of being built at that time because I was in a career that I loved. I loved my career. I felt not supported through that transition back to work with our first child. I ended up getting a leadership, my dream leadership position. So I'd been in leadership for a Fortune 100 company prior to having our first child. Mm. And then after having my second child, I was unfortunately forced out of the workplace. And you know what? It's funny for me to say that in the sense of I never really looked at that that way mm. until going through this pandemic and realizing there was no choice. It was forced. And I think a lot of us sort of think we're making a choice, but we're really being forced into this situation because I loved my career. I'd worked 15 years at an organization that I felt really like family to me. Mm -hmm. And to be in this situation was really challenging. So as you can kind of imagine, just like during the pandemic, and this happened to me prior to the pandemic, which happened to so many mothers prior to the pandemic yeah. as well. Yeah. But as you can imagine, during that time frame, you know, I was on parental leave and they did a reorg structure. Mm -hmm. And mm. I was actually kept. And I had a newly two-year-old and a four-month-old at home. 
I was away from family. My family is 3,000 miles away from me, and my husband and I are out here, and they said I was going to have to travel 90% of the time. And it just seemed not feasible, or at the time, it felt like there was no flexibility to that conversation. It mm-hmm. was it was really like, we kept you. Congratulations, right. we kept you. Yeah. <laughs> and now your territory is very much larger. I went from a very local territory to this large territory. And if I was in a different stage of parenting or if it was before having children, I might have been excited about it, but not at the stage that I was in. And when I was having the conversation, they were shocked when I asked, is there any other position that I could move into? Because this is not going to work for our family. So the other position they gave me was a step down in a 15% pay cut. Mm. And after 15 years of working for a company, that was quite challenging to... doesn't feel like a family all of a sudden. No. Yeah. yeah. No. It's quite challenging to swallow. And I asked then for a severance package and I got the answer no. And knowing no. the laws out here in California, I know that they have to if they're not if they change my job description, which they did. Oh. And so 24 hours later, after talking to the HR team, they came back to me with a severance package. So that lasted oh. for quite some time. But that, you know, it's interesting. I never I guess like I sort of looked at it as, oh, they gave me an option. They really didn't. Mm-hmm. They gave me to take a step in my back in my career, which so many mothers have to, not because they want to. And they also were not willing to work with sort of the current state of where we were at as a family. And considering I'd been for the company for so long, that was really a struggle. And this is this is infuriating me right now because <laughs> I'm like taking really deep breath. Yeah. Because this is exactly the reason why there's a lack of women leadership roles right. in mm-hmm. corporate America and just in general in the workforce right now. Because at a certain point in your life, when you are able to sustain a leadership position and you work so hard to get there, but that's usually in anywhere from your 30s to your 50s, right? Mm-hmm. And that is like prime time when women have kids, right? Yes. <laughs> and when they when they start building a family. And so then all of a sudden that trajectory of you continuing this role and to excel in this position almost becomes impossible. And so then then where are the women in in, in these leadership roles. And that's exactly the problem that we're facing right now is that, yes, we see the problem that we need more women and people are talking about that. But the fact is that if we don't take the few steps back of, mm-hmm. okay, what does it actually take to actually have these women in these positions? Because we all know that women are smart, they're capable, they're, you know, they work hard, but it's not about that. It's not about the talent. It's about the support that comes before that in order for women to be able to sustain these positions. And and unfortunately, I feel like in America, they're they're really behind on that. Ooh, 
I love that sound. Who doesn't, right? It makes me smile. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is incredible because they give entrepreneurs like myself the resources that were once only reserved for the big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and even established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed, which is so, so important as you're growing your business. And scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I mean, trust me, guys, when I first started Bumo, I thought we were just going to stay within our four walls, just within our center. But today we are in 50 different countries. We have just scaled so fast. We have customers and students all around the globe with our online platform. It's pretty incredible. And we're not stopping there because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. And I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it so easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Like my business, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. I mean, there's so many apps out there. It could all get so confusing and messy, but they really streamline it for you. It synchronizes your online and in-person sales as well. It gives you insights as you grow with detailed reporting, a conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. These are all so, so important as you're growing and scaling your business. More than a store, shop Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash Bumo, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You can grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Bumo right now. That is shopify.com slash Bumo. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I have this huge obsession with Oprah. I've always been obsessed with Oprah. I feel like she has helped me get through some of my toughest times in my life, even though Oprah doesn't know who I am. Hopefully she will one day. Anyways, when I found out that Oprah listed this one brand specifically for four years in a row, I knew I had to try it. And it's called Cozy Earth. And I'm telling you guys, I have become obsessed. I mean, maybe as obsessed as Oprah because it is so good. They have everything from bedding to chic loungewear, towels, robes, and more. And it's not like anything else. What makes Cozy Earth so unique is how it is developed. They develop and craft high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth so that you can get the restorative sleep you so deserve that you need to curate your sanctuary and recharge from the comfort of your own home. It will literally be heaven on earth in your own room once you get your hands on Cozy Earth because it is softer than cotton. I kid you not. It's made from soft and sustainable viscose and bamboo fabrics. It's also temperature regulating, which means it will keep you cool and comfortable all night long, which is huge for me because my temperatures go up and down, up and down all night long. It can never make a decision. So this is really, really important for me when I'm actually sleeping. 
As I mentioned, Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorites list for four years in a row. And on top of that, because they know the product is so, so good and people get so addicted to it, they have something called the 100 Night Sleep Test. That means you can try it out for 100 nights and if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. I mean, come on guys, it does not get better than that. So parents, I know all of you guys need better night's sleep because how do I know? I mean, you guys are parents. We all need better sleep. We all need more sleep. We all need more rest and luxury and sleep, right? We deserve it. So Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today, and that's 35% off site-wide when they use the code BUMO. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast. Say yes to the guest. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find yes to the guest on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the guest. Yes. 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 Were you aware of other women in your company that had had this conversation? No. With upper management? No. What were th- so it's interesting. And another reason why learning motherhood like covers so many different components to this transition back to work after having a baby is related to that. Okay. So I felt so alone. Mm. Like I looked to the, my left and right. And I'm like, who else is returning to work right now? And it was no one. I could Um, not find that support. And when I did talk to anyone kind of further along in motherhood and their career, they said, you know what? You just power through. And to me, that just felt like, no, that's not, that's not the answer. Mm, We have to look at this differently. I've devoted so much time to my career as so many women do. And, you know, now I'm just supposed to accept it. I'm supposed to accept that this is how um, things roll. I'm just not okay with that. What do they mean by power through? Like you just power through the experience. You don't get that support. You just burn out. Yeah. yeah, Do what is being asked of you and you just continue on and you'll get to the other side eventually. And so I think that's because that's their experience, too. They had no choice. They had no options. And I am desperately hoping to change that Mm -hmm. um, from my own experience of going through postpartum depression after having our first child, because I was so shocked by the identity shift that happened from my like really intense career devotion, essentially, to you know, all of a sudden feeling like, wait a minute, how do I connect the dots of who I was before to the career that I had just worked with the reputation? I've heard this a lot with career, new moms that have careers is that because now they know that they are being looked at as far as, okay, is she still capable? Mm -hmm. They actually come back even harder. Like they come back and they work even harder just that's to what prove. that's why I was trying to understand this power through yeah, so thing power through it's like power through till you burn out burn yeah and yeah. that's why a lot of yeah, we're not doing that yeah. yeah but unfortunately women that have careers feel like they ha- and myself included feel like they have to prove to themselves mm-hmm. or their bosses or 
their company that they can still do the work even after giving birth, right? So they can maintain that career, which I totally understand. But the long-term effect is that, and they could probably handle it because women, we're strong. We, we're, we're, we're really, really just resilient human beings and yeah. we could power through it as they said. But then at, at some point in time, you're going to burn out. You're going to get postpartum depression. You're going to get depression. You're going to be exhausted. You're not going to even love what you do anymore. Yeah, and you don't get to be with your children. Yeah, and you don't yeah. get to be with your children. And that's why where we can go into the stats. You said that, I don't know if you have Give stats. Give us some scary yeah. stats, Kimberly. Yeah. Just scare <laughs> us now. <laughs> what are the stats of mothers leaving the, the workforce? So one of the major stats is that 42% of women that had have children between zero and two left the workforce during the pandemic. And I mean, I think that everyone that has kids can understand why that happened. Mm-hmm. And let me change that again. We're forced out of the workplace. I want to I make love that, that clear. you're making that clear. Yeah, yeah. it really was not a choice and they didn't leave on their own. So that's a huge piece. And you know what's interesting? And I always like to kind of bring this back because I was in the early stages of learning motherhood and advocating for everything related to helping women through this transition back to work. And I remember seeing this stat of 51% of women were actually in the workforce. Like we had surpassed men by, so we were 51% mm. of the workforce pre-pandemic. Uh. This stat came out in February. I I vividly remember we, we put it on our social media. I was like, wow, this is a huge win. We're going to keep going this way. We're really going to make a change. And then the pandemic hit and millions of women left the workforce. Yeah forced out of the workforce to the point where we are back in the 1988 range of time frame. So we've gone back a full generation. Wow. Wow. That is insane. It's it's like, you know, mic drop craziness to have us back here. And then I always want to like preface this by on the flip side, you know, that is really scary, right? Like, what does that mean for anyone that wants to get into the workplace that's either was part of that pandemic resignation or were forced out? What if they want to, but they're so scared of like what that means? And so what I like to say, this is your opportunity. This is our opportunity Mm -hmm. to change Mm -hmm. what this looks like, what Mm -hmm. the outcome looks like, essentially. We need to ask for certain things when we're in that interview. We mm. need to make sure that we're interviewing the company just as much as they're interviewing us yes. because we deserve to have the opportunity to what I call work-life integration instead of work-life balance mm. because I don't think it exists. I love no. that. So yeah, I could go on forever. <laughs> is that what things. learning motherhood kind of focuses on? Is that part of what you guys are doing? Yeah, so we do really focus on this transition when you're pregnant or however your family comes to be a family, adoption, Mm -hmm. whatever the scenario is fostering. We focus on this transition when you have a career and you're navigating, kind of planning to go on parental leave, hoping that you get paid for it if you're lucky enough to work for an organization or a state that provides it. And then we help through the transition back to work after. We do it as individual mothers, supporting them as individual mothers through the transition. And then we work with organizations so that they can actually make a difference in Mm -hmm. changing 
what this looks like in workplace cultures and the experience that leadership has on how they work with their employees and support them. Because this is a time that employees are thinking, should I return back to work? Mm-hmm. Is this the place for me? The conversations, the communication that is happening during this time frame, this year or so time frame of when you're navigating adding family members, that's mm-hmm. when people are deciding whether this is a place for them or not. I feel mm-hmm. like you need to come work for Bumo because <laughs> all right, because that what is the Bumo parapol? Like, do you guys have? Well, one? no. I mean, it's not what do we have. It's what we're providing to these companies. The people mm-hmm. are coming to Bumo because now, especially companies, they understand they cannot get their their people back into the because they've gotten used to working from home for two years. They have gotten used to not having to rush home to do dinner time. They've gotten used to not like having to skip all these special moments with their kids. And so companies are now having such a hard time bringing Mm -hmm. their employees back. And so a lot of them, and especially these younger tech companies that have a significant amount of young parents, new parents, they're trying to integrate Bumo into their workspace so they could have work-life integration for them Mm -hmm. because they know that that's so important Mm -hmm. for them. So whether it's like building out a Bumo on like the first floor level mm-hmm. or they're just buying passes for their employees just to have that backup. But yeah, I mean, it, it is about having that option of being able to be with child when when is needed and when you want and mm-hmm. not necessarily feeling like you have to pick one or the other and feeling supported in that way. So, yeah. And I think organizations, you know, coming from leadership, I have like a really unique sort of outlook, a lens, because I was an employee, you know, starting through the organization, then in leadership, and I had a team underneath me. And from that experience, I see it from all angles. Mm -hmm. And for leadership, the most important thing is that you have a well-balanced employee that can thrive at work. Mm -hmm. Because how are you going to get that productivity if someone's not able to focus, like for instance, for childcare specifically, if you're not able to feel confident in the childcare that you currently have, there's no way you can focus at yeah. work. Yeah, you cannot. It's you can't turn off that brain when you don't feel confident in the childcare, or when you're still navigating the postpartum period in the first year. Whether you're a father or a mother through that experience. There's a lot of emotions that come through that. It's a huge transition and you need a lot of support to kind of navigate through that time period. And so if you don't have any of that, you have what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And you also have no support for paid parental leave in this country. So then it's like, we're working against a system yeah. that was never designed for parents. Can we talk can you a little ex- bit about that? Yeah. yeah, I was like, can you explain to us, like, we don't, the U.S. doesn't have any mandatory paid leave right now? No. Right. Like, how is that possible? Like, what? Really? I Why? Know. I know. We are ranked last out of all 41 developed countries. Yeah, that is last. shameful. That is very embarrassing. God. Yeah. We are one of the richest countries out of those 41 countries. It's really, really sad. What does that say about our country? I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, what do I mean? What do we prioritize? What do we prioritize? Right. Yeah. And last year, the administration tried to get a bill through in order to give four weeks of paid leave. It started at 12. It got negotiated down in D.C., negotiated, negotiated down and never and never made it through. And. You look Why at do that. you think the pushback? Where is it coming from? 
I really think it has to do with financially how they are going to put this together. I'm not in D.C., so I don't know the inner workings there, although I would say, like, they can put together a lot of different things. Why can't they just redistribute money? I Again, that's my naive place that I'm at, but it's quite frustrating that we couldn't even get four weeks. So, uh, four, weeks, four weeks, we were still literally bleeding. I, yeah. Yes. Ju- no, seriously. No, I'm serious. I, yeah. I know I was. I, I mean, I, def- I I wasn't able to walk. I, I mean, I got stitches down yeah. there, TMI, but like yeah. I wasn't able to walk at four weeks and some people have to go back to work <sighs> so they could oh my God. get you a know, paycheck. When you say power through, I do remember my friend telling me one day, I mean, she said that she had her baby C-section and went back to work three days after. But the thing that, and this is this was before I even got pregnant with my first child when we were just exchanging stories. And but I remember she said it with so much pride. It which I understand. She's like, she's not forced to believe that that's what she needs to do, but it's almost like you mentally tell yourself like that's what you have to do, because what other option do you have? Yeah. And I just remember her clearly telling me that story in 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 hopes to help me understand that that's probably what I'm gonna have to be doing when I get pregnant. And when you say power through, she just came to my, she just came to me and I just felt, I just felt so overwhelmed when that, when she was telling me that story. Well, I think also we have kind of built this image of, and I think it's changing a lot now with like more people being open and raw and vulnerable. Like Kimberly. Yeah. Kimberly. (laughs) And you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like. It took me a decade. I I think about what I was posting on social media when I first had Chloe, which Uh was about seven years ago. I was like trying to show how fast I could, you know, become fit and like travel again and. And do it all. like Not because I wanted to, but I felt like I had to prove to other people that I could still do that. And that was celebrated at the time. It Mm -hmm. still is celebrated, but not as much because people are like, look, that's not real. But I think just like five, seven years ago, you wanted to prove to everyone that motherhood is not going to change you. You're going to have a C-section, go to work after two days. And that's like their badge of honor type of thing, which is so unhealthy, right? I I don't even know how it's possible. I didn't go to work for a decade. Yeah, I just took 10 year decades (laughs) every 10 years (laughs) to get back. I, it's true. Why yeah. do we do that? I think it's also based upon like how our country was built and, you know, obviously yeah. not even being able to get four weeks of paid leave. It's like, what are we prioritizing? We're prioritizing yeah. and celebrating women that can get and, and people, men too, parents just in general that can get back to work. And like having a baby is no big deal. Yeah, not not a big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and when you look back to that, and I look at it too, when I was thinking of creating a family and what that could trajectory would look like, and I wanted to look above to see what does this look like? What is this experience for senior leadership? Can I see what this looks like for parents, for mothers? And we were told for so long to hide what our family was. Mm. You know, you know you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, meaning you just didn't share. Oh, like, you didn't outside. tell people that you were pregnant or had babies? Well, I didn't know who had a family. Like, oh. it was usually I would find like, out. Like, hush, hush. Yeah, like, you I don't would talk find, about you know, you. Wait, was that a policy or was that just like a hidden kind of? No, that's kinda, just part like of the culture. Yeah. That's America. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> like, don't let it, people know that you have a family? Yeah, because not I, I see that changing, but for so long, there's so much that would happen. Your pay could be impacted. 
There's a motherhood Mm. penalty that happens because you take parental leave. That's technically longer if you have access to it. Again, this is all about accessibility. And then you return and somehow someone else is getting promoted or you're not like you to your point of all what you're talking about is you hide a lot of that. Like I'm strong. I've got this. Yeah. How was your, how was your paid print or how was your parental leave? It was good. Now let's move on. You know, it's never like celebrating the moment, celebrating Mm. this wonderful thing that happened in your family. Like when you look at a workplace, right, you spend a lot of time there Mm -hmm. and not to have that part, that part be so separate is just a disservice to any employee. Mm-hmm. In my- I mean, mm-hmm. if you're a full-time employee, you're there just as much as you're at home. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, how do we change that culture? I mean, do you see it changing a little yes, bit now? I oh, do. Okay. I do. Oh, okay, so cool. that's what I'd like to say is like, you know, this is back when you were, my son's eight, so I can yes. relate. So back then it just, I didn't see a lot of examples of it. Yeah. And so now I see so many parents stepping up and talking about this, men as well, saying like, no, I want to have this experience. I want to be at home. And I will say some of that did happen in the pandemic. So those that were able to step up and able to show it, it really did have an impact. But, you know, we're still facing some numbers that we've got quite a bit to go through. Yeah. I mean, so you're saying that a lot more men now are asking for parental leave as well. Yeah, we need more and more. Mm -hmm. But yes, there is. It's definitely like I look at some of the policies recently that have been shared. It's not about men and women. It's parental leave. I love that. And I really think so going back to I can do this. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, this quote unquote superwoman or this boss babe, the hustler, like all that stuff is slowly starting to strip away. And when men enter the conversation, it makes those biases so much less. And we need men a part of it. We need men asking for flexibility. We need them to ask for paid parental leave. We need them to be right there with us through these conversations. Yeah, to truly have kind of like an equal playing field and partnership where us women are feeling like both are contributing and, you know, even in the workplace, like women are getting as many promotions as men and continuing these leadership roles. Like it all starts back at home and all starts back with like men also being able to be at home and having parental leave as well, because then it levels the playing field and also you're able to support one another. Right. Yes. And it's not like putting all of the The, pressure and the the burden on just the woman and where the woman feels like they have to quit their jobs Mm -hmm. because they, who else is going to do it, right? The right. guys don't get this, uh, the, the leave. So naturally, of course, a woman's going to do it, right? In your opinion, what does sort of an ideal plan look like? Yeah, I mean, I might be, <laughs> yes. If You're I could, smiling yeah, I'm like, <laughs> If I could just be DC, I would say a year is my thought because yeah. I, and and if, if parents want to go back sooner, then that's their choice. And I think what you'll learn is that some parents do like really want to get back to work sooner. Like they want that identity and we have to respect that too. And at the same time, honor those that also need more time. Mm -hmm. So if you look at 
those 41 countries that I was mentioning. So 47 of them offer more than four weeks of paid leave for fathers. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so you look at that and go, okay. So globally, the number comes from 109 countries. Okay. So out of 109 countries, so outside of that 41 developed countries, 109 of them offer paid parental leave. And we are not one of them? We are not one of them. No, Kimberly, what is happening? Yeah. I knew we had like a screwy, I didn't know it was this bad. I mean, yeah, this this is kind of new news to me too because because I work for myself and I've never had paid leave, obviously, when when you work for yourself, which has its own, you know, challenges as well. But I didn't realize that we didn't have it in general. Well, especially knowing that there's 109 con- yeah, other countries that do so have it. So that's not even like out of like, I misspoke earlier, the but 41. that's not out of that 41. Mm-hmm. It's actually more than that. That's you know? insane. Okay, so ideally, you said you would like one year. I think that's actually very, very healthy. You know why? I agree. Because at one year, you're like, okay, I won. You got into your new rhythm. It takes a minute. It takes anywhere from six months to a year to like really find your groove again, right? Mm-hmm. And two, you have a, a consistent schedule with your child. And three, at that point, you're I probably feel ready like to go back to work. Ready. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're forced to go back to work, the likelihood of someone wanting to leave is a lot higher. Exactly. Right? Whereas if you want to go back to work and you desire to to get back in the groove again, then it's a treat. It's it's something that you really value. It's more enthusiastic. Warm weather is officially here and I am so excited about it. And it's almost summertime. Ah! And I've been spending so much time out in the sun with my kids. I mean, we were at the beach all day yesterday and I have to tell you about my new favorite sunscreen because when it comes to sunscreens, I'm quite picky. It has to protect, but it can't leave a white cast. It also has to be easily blendable and wearable under makeup. And I have a list of like 10 other things, but I won't get into it. And I found one that hits all of the points that I need in my sunscreen. And it's from Bliss and it's called Blockstar. Both my co-host Sarah and I cannot live without this sunscreen. And trust me, she is even pickier than I am. And she is so obsessed with Bliss Blockstar. Bliss, first of all, is a B Corp certified, clean, cruelty-free, planet-friendly skincare brand, which is super important to us, especially as we have kids and we're raising the next generation. And they are on a mission to empower everyone to achieve a higher state of happy. I love that. I mean, we could all use a little bit more happy, right? And what is the most important self-care step when it comes to skincare? No, it's actually not washing your face. I mean, that's really important, but it's actually SPF every day. Repeat after me, SPF every day. We all know wearing SPF daily is a must, but Bliss believes you should actually enjoy wearing it. It should be a happy moment for you. And Blockstar Daily Mineral SPF 30, I'm telling you guys right now, this sunscreen you will actually want to wear. It provides 100% clean mineral broad spectrum protection, so you know you will be protected, and it looks and feels amazing. That was like my number one thing. It has to feel amazing. Can't leave me feeling greasy and just like with a white cast. It has a sheer universal tint that blends in effortlessly, and I just feel like it also 
works as a nice base under makeup and it leaves no white cast. Your skin will look so smooth when worn alone with the sunscreen. It's perfect for busy moms. You could actually just wear this alone and call it a day. Or you could put it under makeup because it works as a great base. It won't peel and almost works like a primer. Plus, it won't clog your pores or break you out. I have slightly oily skin, so this is very, very important to me. It won't irritate your skin or leave you feeling greasy. It's also made in Korea, which is a plus. It's also made in Korea, which is a plus because we all know that Korea has the best skincare. I mean, I might be a little biased. Anyways, Blockstar is a mineral SPF you truly have to try out to see, to believe. Trust me, guys, you guys will be obsessed. Get 25% off your purchase of Blockstar Daily Mineral Sunscreen on blissworld.com. Use code BUMO at checkout. One of my goals this year was to really spend more time together as a family doing hands-on projects to create more memories together. More than ever before, my time is so precious with the girls and I want to make sure that we're creating fun and memorable memories together and something that we can all share. And that is why I am so thankful for our KiwiCo subscription because they literally send you in a box something that you can do as a family or your child can do with a little bit of your help. With KiwiCo subscription, your child can discover something new all year long. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind every object, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques, all through some seriously fun hands-on projects. We just recently did the KiwiCo Marble Timer, and it was so much fun for Chloe and I to do it together. Well, she did most of it, and I helped her here and there. We constructed a marble-powered mechanism that helps keep time. We experimented with the timer and designed new paths to help the marbles run faster, slower, and everything in between. Chloe's favorite part was watching the marbles go. Her face just lit up. Then we use our mechanism to time ourselves while creating colorful dip dye wood art. It was really fun. She's been really into science and chemistry and it's actually her favorite subject in school and it's really been great to support her love for science. Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered right to your door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. The day the box arrives will be their favorite day, trust me. And as a busy parent, I get it. It can be so hard to find creative ways to keep your child busy and challenged. KiwiCo does a legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's something for kids of all ages. KiwiCo does a legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's something for kids of all ages. There's no commitment so you can pause or cancel at any time. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. Promo code BUMO. Why is it 12 months for you? Is there a marker? I just think you have time to like fully, there's so many things that happen. Like you were saying, you know, I was still bleeding at that time or, you know, you're trying to navigate finding what that childcare is going to look like. The comfort level with childcare 
And navigating all that comes with that is such a huge piece component to this. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. You know, so I think if we don't acknowledge all those things or the identity shift, there's a lot that's happening in that first year. Mm -hmm. And we just say, ignore it. And then to your point, they leave. They leave. And And, and end up costing the company more money to find a new person. Yes. Yes. It's very expensive. And I know this from my own experience (laughs) of hiring and people leaving and then rehiring. It is incredibly expensive to leave a position open for X amount of time. So if you talk about how long it takes to hire someone, Mm. it's quite an extensive process. It's, oh, gosh. It's really unfortunate that we're not sort of, I feel like we are getting better at this. And one thing I'll say is Washington was talking about four weeks, and that's certainly not enough, but we have to get in the system. Yeah. yeah. And like, so if it's four weeks initially, okay, we'll fine. We'll take it. We'll take it right. so that we can get in the system. And when we're in the sy- system, we can start advocating for more and more and gain mm-hmm. it. But we can start like building the process to allow it to happen. So you know, I think it's such a huge piece of, you know, changing a lot that's going on in America. But I certainly don't think that paid leave is the only thing. We need childcare Mm -hmm. and we also need support through the transition. And you have those three components. You're really set up for a better success. Amazing. I mean, I feel like I could go on with this conversation for another hour Mm -hmm. or two, but we're going to stop here just because I feel like you know, we, we had such a strong conversation. I, I want to make sure that we are able to, what, what can people do now? Like, is there something that they could ask their boss or their, uh, their, I don't know, coworkers, like where can they find the support that they need, especially new moms, because a lot of new moms listen to this podcast and they're feeling very vulnerable at this point. Yeah. I mean, that, time feels very vulnerable in itself, I feel like. So uh, a couple things is to ask, ask the question, like what family friendly programs are being in, are being developed, ask about childcare subsidy and see what the options are for that. Ask about support, like what we offer at Learning Motherhood to help with the transition back to work and feel like you can navigate all the things that come with that, Mm. which are pretty extensive. When you think of it, like go back into that crystal ball of that time, it's Mm. like your relationship is changing Mm. drastically during that time. You yourself are changing drastically. You're navigating feeding your baby, however that decision comes to play. You're also talking about nutrition. You're dealing with being overly tired, you know, all these different things. And so the company coming in to support that through services like Learning Motherhood will be so crucial to help that transition smoother to allow those emotions that you're talking about, Mm. like when you're returning back to work, because we don't have an ideal parental leave. At the same time, even with the best in parental leave, the support is so desperately Mm. a component that needs to be there. So ask. That's what I say. Don't demand. Mm. Ask. Ask. And you see, if you don't ask, then you'll never find out. So, And they don't hear it. So then they think you're fine. Yeah. Mm. You need to speak up. Yeah. Where can people find you and learn more about you? So we are at learningmotherhood.co. 
We're also, our Instagram handle is Learning Motherhood. And then we're on LinkedIn too. Those are where we're most active. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly, for all the amazing work that you do and just really standing up for the mothers that really need it, right? And that feel like might not have a voice, especially during this vulnerable time. So thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you for coming on to Being Bumo. Thank you. And right back at (laughs) you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 